My name is uh, Pastor John, and I am the pastor, lead missionologist, they tell me, at, uh, here at Riverview Christian. And um, I just want you to understand something. I had somebody call my mama, and I'm talking to the online people. Somebody called my mama and said, Johnny was wearing, that's what they called me when I was young, a long time ago. Um, they said, Johnny was wearing sneakers. Okay, is anybody really offended by my sneakers? Let me explain what happened. Years ago, are you, Eli's offended. <clears throat> Call 1-800-WHO-CARES. Um, the, uh, uh, but years ago, I ran a lot. You can't tell, but I did. And so um, I was running, and I thought, man, I, I must be one bad dude. You know? All these people talk about how their feet hurt and their knees hurt and everything, and I'm thinking, I don't hurt. Then my kidneys start to fail, all right? And I'm like, he says, well, you don't take Advil, do you? A few. I was taking 10 to 15 Advil a day to run. Not a good idea, <laughs> unless you want to be in dialysis, okay? Not a good idea. But so I rip my feet apart, and uh, that's why I wear sneakers all the time. So um, that's why I have it, and you online, don't call my mother. <sighs> if you'd like to open your Bible, it's the Second Chronicles. If you don't know where 2 Chronicles is, don't worry about it. I can't. I, I usually have to look up the table contents myself. But um, I, I, I want to start today, and this is the day before Independence Day, and there's this big battle in our country right now whether Independence Day is a good thing because you got half the country that believes our country is awful. You got the other half that blindly say, oh, it's just the most greatest. It's never done anything wrong. See, you got to understand something about your pastor. I am neither a Trumpster Republican nor a Biden Democrat. I'm a Christian. Okay? Let me help you all with something. I want you to understand, the people you see on the news are freaks on both sides. And I'm serious. You've got these crazy radicals. We need to quit listening to them. You know, we need to say, no, 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 no. What comes out of my mouth and stays in my mind will absolutely glorify God. It will not go out to besmirch and defeat people. This is crazy. This is crazy. It really is. You know, and the thing is, you have to understand, when, back at Genesis 12, you don't have to turn there because I'll just be there a second. That's just kind of a reference. But back there in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, God told Abraham who we're all supposed to be. And what he said was, I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. All right. But he says, here's the thing. I'm calling you out from this craziness. Are you with me? Is everybody with me? 
I'm calling you out of this craziness. And I want you young people to hear this too. All right? All the young people. I'm calling you out of this craziness because here's what I want you to be to every person on the earth. I want you to be a blessing. Could you imagine if instead of on Fox News and CNN, all you heard was bitterness and hatred toward the other side, if people got on there and took over, I know I'm crazy. And said, you know what? The only thing coming out of my mouth. Oh, but pastor, you don't understand what they are about. Oh, but pastor, you don't know what they said. I don't care. Because what my world, my hurting world needs is blessing. Kindness. Goodness. Hope. Love, healing, holiness. And Christians, don't tell my boss the DS I said this. I'm just kidding. He'll love you. That's exactly who Christians are supposed to be. And I don't know about your kids and your grandkids, but that's what I want my kids and my grandkids to hear. That's what I want my grandkids to know and understand. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I want, I want them to grow up in a world. This garbage can be going on out here. It doesn't touch me. Quit listening to the news. Not a bad idea if you want to remain sane. Right? And just begin to get into God's word every morning. And just read who God is, how God loves. Oh, but there's some things in God's word that I don't like. Let me lovingly tell you something. God doesn't really care whether you like it or not. I'm sorry. God loves you, but he doesn't care whether you like what he said. Okay? But he does love you. Okay, we need to get to the to become a people in the middle of this craziness. And I want you to ask yourself: when I speak, do I speak the same venom as the people I disagree with? I have friends and family I absolutely disagree with. Okay. I have friends and family that they really don't like me very much. There's a lot of people don't like me because I'm rather truthful. But I can still love them. See, in the middle of this craziness, God calls us out just like he did Abraham and the Israelites and then the Christians to be somebody extraordinary and to leave this crazy world in joy and peace and love and hope and truth and hallelujah. 
and just say, you could be anybody you want to be. You could believe anything you want to believe. Go ahead. But you know what? Like Jesus Christ, I still love you. I'm still willing to die for you. I mean, you think about that. He's up on this cross. And people are saying all manner of evil against him. Think about that. I mean, could you imagine? You want to look down and go, God, suck him. You wonder why he didn't. Instead, he looks down and says, Father, forgive them. And this is a very important statement. For they know not what they do. And you have to understand, a hurting world doesn't really understand what it's doing. It really doesn't. Don't get angry. Somebody owns their mind that is leading them that way. This venom, this ugliness, this bitterness, this hatred, this rage, I'm sorry. And the problem is, sometimes when I look at those two sides together, I can't tell the difference. Oh, but I'm right. They both think they're right. Does that make sense to you? You know? But that's my opportunity to stand strong in the love and grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? And just be for them what they need me to be and what they need to see. Because why in the world would they want my God if I act and speak just like them? Does that make sense to you? You know? So if you don't mind, I'm declaring today Christian Independence Day. You don't have to agree with me on everything. Folks, sometimes I listen to myself. I don't need to agree with myself. You know? And that's okay. But the bottom line is, I can still love you. I don't have to be ugly. You could be ugly to me. That's okay. It really doesn't bother you. Doesn't bother me. Because the bottom line is, that's, that's all right. That's who you are. That's where you are. I can't fix you. There's only one that can fix any of us. And that's Jesus Christ, our Savior. Pastor, I, I really don't know how to get there. Can you turn to second? Chronicles 7.14, I forgot to mark. It's good to have a wife, you know. There's only one that can transform our minds and our hearts in the middle of all this crazy ugliness into the mind and heart of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? into the mind and heart of love. Is it it? Thank you. 
into the mind and heart of love and grace and mercy and tenderness and kindness and goodness. Just for a second, caveat. Could you imagine if that's who you were? Could you imagine how that would impact? It may not change everybody immediately, but could you imagine how that would change your world, your home, your place of work, your church, wherever you might be, if you were that kind of man or woman of God that just viewed the love and grace and glory of Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. Well, Pastor, how do I get there? Because I just don't know how to kind of get out of my own way. Look at chapter 7, 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. It's a classic. It's one that's quoted um, quite often. It starts out by saying, if my people. And one of the things, you can go to church every Sunday, and you can have 100 years of perfect attendance pins for Sunday school. Big deal. Are you his people? We need to ask ourselves. Or am I his people at church, but out here I act and think and talk just like everybody else? It doesn't mean you don't have an opinion. It doesn't mean you don't have a conviction. It doesn't mean that you don't have truth. It, it, that's not what it means at all. It just means... Let me, let me back up just one second. I think Jesus had truth. I think Jesus had an opinion. I think Jesus had some stuff in his head that went, God, Father, these people that are spit, sticking a spear in my side, if you want to thump them, go ahead. No, I'm serious. That had to be in his mind because he was fully human and fully divine. Okay? It's okay have beliefs. It's all right. But you see, what we need to say is, I can have beliefs and convictions and feel like I believe truth, but I still want to be a man or woman of God. That's all. You know, if my people who are called by my name, there was a football coach one time, and uh, I heard him on one of the TV stations, and he, he was talking about growing up, and, and he loved his dad and respected his dad. <laughs> and what his dad looked at him and said is, listen, you can be a man, you can do all these things, that's fine. But he said, boy, don't you ever smirch or sully the family name. That's exactly what God's saying here. In your, not here, anybody, everybody does it at church. Hallelujah. But out in your everyday life, when you say, I'm a Christian, be a Christian. Amen? 
when you say, I'm a Christian, you absolutely say, you know what? I'm going to talk like Jesus. I'm going to think like Jesus. I'm going to love like Jesus. I'm going to live like Jesus. And I'm going to die like Jesus. And if you're not going to do that by the power of Jesus, just tell everybody, I'm really not a Christian. I go to church, but I'm not a Christian. Because, folks, they are watching. And it's scary to me. Because they're listening to every word. They're listening, to, they're listening and watching every reaction. Because they want to see whether I claim is true. Because you know what? They want to know. A hurting world wants to know. Do I want that for my life? Do I want that for my life? And we need to be the type of people that go, yeah. I like to have a piece of that. Because there's something extraordinary and excellent about that person. And I think that's what he's saying here. If my people are called by my name, will humble themselves. I don't know about you, but I don't like to humble myself. Anybody else like that? I like to feel good about myself. Proud. There ain't nothing wrong with pride. But I have to be honest with you. I struggle with some things. There's temptation in my life. There's pain that I've never quite been able to fully get over. There are things, even about God's word, I can't quite figure out. And I read all the experts and they argue about it, so I know they ain't figured it out either. That's okay. But the key is not to fake it. The key is to say, mm, yeah, I battle with that too. The key is to say, Ugh, yeah, I don't understand that either. Yeah, somebody did something like that to me a long time ago, and honestly, it's a wound I've never been able to fully heal. There are patterns and, and habits and, and different things like that in my life that, that I struggle with. And you know what? God loves that. God don't like television. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Leave it down. It's hooked up. Leave it down. Leave it down. If they'll humble themselves, quit looking at him. He's done. Ain't you going on? Everybody's looking now. If we'll humble ourselves and pray and seek the face of God. <laughs> Parents, my son was in sports. Any of y'all kids ever been in sports or dance or anything? And they mess up or they strike out or they walk about her when they, you needed a strikeout. 
And my son can tell you, when stuff like that happened, I was a bad parent. Because he'd look over at me, and my face wasn't. My face was, boy, we have been working on this pitching for six weeks. What is your... But you see, the thing is, But you see, the thing is, when you humble yourself and you pray and you seek God and you seek his face, 100% of the time is the face you find is love. The face you find is I'll never leave you. You're my child. I'm always there for you. I'm in with you. If you've messed up, all right, dust yourself off, let's go. You understand what I'm saying? And turn from our evil ways. Y'all can figure that one out. He said, listen, you do that, and I will hear you from heaven. And I will forgive you, and I will forgive your land, and I will bring healing on you like you have never experienced before. I don't know about you folks, but it has been easy for me to get caught up in all this foolishness in our country. Both sides, both teams. It's just so easy to get caught up. And my argument's right, my team's right, and my leader's right. But folks, this is a good day for the people of God to declare their independence. And as for me and my house, we have one leader. And that is Jesus Christ himself. And they can talk and they can scream and they can holler and they can whatever. But I got one leader. And I'm going to think and I'm going to love and I'm going to lead just like We're going to sing a song. And Tori's going to go get the six, 12-year-old kids, so they're going to come in. Don't get excited. And then we're going to take communion together. And some people are like, well, well, I'm not a member of your church. Well, in this church with this pastor, there ain't no such thing. We got membership. But you see, this is about communion with the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Oh, but pastor, I really did something bad this week. Don't tell anybody I said this. That's a big club.
Anybody here commit no sin at all this week? You need to be the preacher. Or you need to be the first one to the altar, one of the two. Right? If you don't know God, if he is not thriving in your life, this is a great day. Oh, but pastor, I've got stuff in my life. Everybody's got stuff in their lives. Okay? He's standing at your life's door and he's knocking and he's saying, if you'll let me in, well, how do I do that? Come in. Oh, but pastor, that, that's not complicated enough. Why do we always have to make religious things complicated? So that we preachers have job security. <laughs> it's not complicated. Oh, but pastor, I, I'm not sure how strong my faith is. Can I say something to you? There are some days my, my faith's not real strong either. Anybody else admit that? Oh, but Pastor, I've done some really bad things. Here's the thing it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If you confess that one thing, he is faithful and just. In other words, he will automatically forgive you of that. I like the last part even better. And cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I like the all part. Okay? And you say, preacher, what are you trying to say? You ask him in. And you ask him to forgive you. And you are worthy of communion. Amen? I don't play stupid little church games. If you know me, church gets on my nerves because they play stupid little games. But today, nobody needs to leave this place standing on the outside of the bubble. Everybody can ask God in and come on inside and realize I'm a member of the family. I, I'm not living in the kingdom of darkness anymore. I'm living in the kingdom of light. Where Jesus Christ died for me and rose again and sent his Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit has entered my life. Now I'm a man or a woman of God. And God will keep me until the end. Amen. While we're singing this, just think of the things I've been talking about. This is a good day for independence. This is a good day to make Jesus a part of your life. This is a good day to let God forgive all that stuff. This is a good day to just come on into the family. And then we'll have communion.